Welcome to Saturday Story Circle, always on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Dakota Ring Theater presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious crusader for justice, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against crime and corruption. Only his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, knows who wears the mask of the Red Panda. This episode, Murder Wears a Mask. Is that you, Sweet Pea? I fear not, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. It is only I. Oh, sorry, Weston. Not at all, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. Weston, is there any chance of you ever calling me something other than Mrs. Baxter Fenwick? It just kind of reminds me of the fact that I have a butler, and I'm not real comfortable with that, sometimes. Of course, madam. Is madam really as good as it gets? Perhaps, ma'am? I'll take it! Very good, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. Why, Weston, you just made a joke. Never. I swear I saw your mustache waggle. Entirely improper. Oh, Weston. You know if I stood on ceremony, I'd still be a chauffeur. Yes, ma'am. But since the master could only marry one of us, I feel confident that he made the correct choice. You know, I think you're right. What brings you back so quickly? I thought you'd run into town. I did indeed, ma'am. But the morning headlines were most eye-catching. There were special editions everywhere with news out of New York City. I brought you back six or seven of the most likely-looking suspects. Oh, well, that's very... Mystery man wanted for murder. Yes, ma'am. Hero no more. Murder wears a mask... Uh, Weston, what makes you think that I... I have observed, ma'am, that you and the master take a special delight in news of the sensational, particularly where these crime-fighter types are concerned. Oh, of course. You don't happen to know where... I believe the master is in the gymnasium this morning, ma'am. Shall I send for him while you start reading? Sure. Thanks, Weston. Not at all, Mrs. Baxter Fenwick. This is unbelievable. It is, isn't it? You'll be interested to know that there's a sidebar article in the Telegraph asking the musical question, could it happen here? Oh, marvelous. I'm sure we haven't heard the last of that. But, Gus, this is crazy. After everything Tom Tomorrow's done, how can people think that he's capable of murder? He ran. It makes him look guilty. You wouldn't have? He was discovered beside the body carrying an energy weapon. I wouldn't have put myself in that position in the first place. So what do we do? I don't see what we can do. I go to considerable trouble to keep the mask and tights crowd out of our city. It doesn't leave us a lot of leverage to stick our noses out where they aren't wanted. Meanwhile, newspapers around the world are whipped up into a frenzy with nothing to print but wild speculation. This kind of thing is bad for everybody in a mask. If people don't trust us... Kate, for what it's worth, I agree with you. But New York is a long way away, and no one asked us for our two cents. Someone has to ask now? I thought it might be a nice change. There's plenty of work for us here. I guess so. Excuse me, sir. Yes, Weston? I'm terribly sorry, sir. I don't know how this happened. What is it? 
There is a gentleman here to see you. I wasn't expecting anyone. No, sir. He insists he is an old friend, sir, but refuses to give his name. Oh, that old gag! Probably a brush salesman. If so, ma'am, he is the most ambitious brush salesman I have ever encountered. How so? He was in your study, sir. In my. What was he doing in my study? Sitting at your desk, sir, as if he were waiting for you. I'm terribly sorry. I cannot imagine how he got past the entire staff. Shall I send for the police, sir? He is quite calm. And quite well mannered. He is also standing right behind your butler. You, I told you to stay put. It's all right, Weston. My friend was just having a bit of sport. Please don't worry about a thing. Very good, sir. Will you require anything? No, thank you. Well, well indeed. You know this Yahoo? Nice place. I don't recall being above ground before. Above ground? Then you got into the study by taking the pneumatic tube marked mansion. Leaping lizards! He's been in the lair. But how? Archaeologists discovered it decades before he was born. Very good. I wasn't sure you'd recognize me without the goggles. One of you Girl Scouts want to fill me in on this? Squirrel, you remember Tom tomorrow? Man of the future, superhero, and murder suspect par excellence. Holy cats! But, but what are you doing here? When your friends become your enemies, the people that don't like you very much start to look pretty good.、Mm, we're honored. If this circus lands at my door, I'm not looking for a place to hide. Then what are you looking for? A detective. Try the telephone book. I thought if there were one whom I had personally helped clear of false accusations, perhaps if there had been a death warrant involved, he might be more motivated to help me now. I knew that would come back to haunt me. What are you smiling about? I'm gonna go pack for New York, Pappy. I think we've just been asked for our two cents. I assure you, Mr. Mayor, the Justice Union is doing everything in its power to bring Tom tomorrow to justice. Yes, sir. I understand all that, Mr. Mayor. But you must understand the difficulties involved in tracking down a fugitive this powerful. Yes, sir, Mister Mayor. I understand. What did he say? Don't be obtuse, Oga. But you imagine he said, "If we cannot produce Tom tomorrow within forty-eight hours, he is going to revoke the Justice Union's charter to operate within the city limits." That would make us a vigilante organization at a stroke. The mayor prefers the term "organized crime." He's prepared to raid our headquarters, which means we either disband voluntarily or fight the police like common criminals. Either way, this could be the end of the Justice Union. Remind me again, why did I come to stop this? What the? The Red Panda. How did you get in here? Gosh, I didn't know they let superheroes spout cliches like that. You two have a lot of nerve showing your faces around here at a time like this. We do, don't we? Squirrel, do you know Danger Dame and the Ogre? Just to say hello to. Hello and goodbye. We don't need any unsolicited help. On the contrary, we seem to need all the help we can get. Do I have to remind you that I am acting chairwoman? Which hardly grants you unquestioned authority under Section Four Dash Eleven B. Oh, here we go. Play nice. If it simplifies matters at all, I am not here to help the Justice Union. 
I am, however, prepared to accept that as a mildly unfortunate side effect of my investigation. By which he means you can have the credit if you don't get in the way too much. If you aren't here to help us... You're trying to clear Tom Tomorrow's name, aren't you? It would solve all of our problems, wouldn't it? It would erase the stain on your collective reputations, allow you to continue doing... whatever it is you do around here... And it would mean Pappy here would know any favors to anyone in rocket boots, which kind of drives him bananas. A very nice thought, Red Panda, but it won't do any good. Tom Tomorrow is guilty, and we must bring him to justice and quickly. But since he has almost certainly fled to his own century by now... He hasn't. Squirrel? Here you go. What is this? The main power coupling for tomorrow's time tunnel. It's like surrendering your passport if you're from a different year. You've seen Tom? You have him in custody? No, but I know where he is. And don't waste your time and energy trying to outthink me. You won't find him. But if I can't prove him innocent, he will surrender himself in time to save your little pajama club. You don't give us a great deal of choice. Mm. That was the general idea. Here we are. This is the crime scene. Cozy. The victim was a newspaper reporter. That doesn't buy you much space in New York. Not much of a view. This window opens onto a blind alley. All you can see is a brick wall. No fire escape either. It's down the hall. What does that mean? It means the shot almost certainly came from inside the room. Where was the body? Just there. Here are some crime scene pictures. Yeesh. He doesn't look so good. How certain are we that the blasts came from Tom's energy gauntlets? There's no ballistic testing possible, if that's what you're asking. It is. So there's only circumstantial evidence that he fired the shot at all. Overwhelming circumstantial evidence, yes. This Brett Boyle was a reporter, you say? Yes, for the Daily Classic. He had been campaigning against the heroes operating in New York for several months. Not a very popular stand. Or at least it wasn't a few days ago. But when he announced that he had learned Tom Tomorrow's secret identity, the sales of his paper went through the roof. He was to have revealed everything two days after he was executed. Tomorrow's from another time. Why would he care that much about a civilian ID? If I understand the technology of this time tunnel correctly, it's good for a single return trip. If he returned to his own time once, he could never come back. So if he wanted to keep fighting crime in our century, he needed his secrets as much as the rest of us. Fair enough. I still can't believe that he would kill a man to protect them. Neither could the rest of us. But the facts are clear. Tom visited the offices of the Classic to try and persuade Boyle not to run his article. He was told that Boyle was in his apartment for his own safety. Witnesses saw Tom fly there. Neighbors heard an... animated discussion... And then suddenly heard Boyle shrieking. They knocked down the door and discovered Tom standing over Boyle's still smoldering body. He rocketed out the window and hasn't been seen since. I've got nothing in the desk. There must have been a hundred coppers through here. I assume if there were anything to find, it would have been found by now. If they knew what they were looking for... What have you got? Probably nothing. Look. Is that glass? Very small, very fragile fragments. There's more in the carpet, but most of it has been trampled into dust. This sliver is the largest piece. Look, you can just make out the very slight curvature. So this was what? A tiny tube? Something like that. What does that mean? 
Looks to me like whatever it was, it was designed to be obliterated by any contact. Is that relevant? Possibly not, but curious. I fear we have little time for curiosities, Red Panda. Then we had better divide and conquer. Squirrel, head over to the offices of the New York Classics. See what you can learn about Brett Boyle. Talk to his editor, read his articles, anything that helps us see him as something other than a corpse. What are you going to do? See him as a corpse. You'll need my Justice Union pass to get into the morgue. I didn't even need one to get into your clubhouse. Go with the squirrel. Why? Because it's hard to sneak anywhere with an eight-foot-tall bruiser like you in tow. I will arrange an interview at the Classic for the Flying Squirrel and accompany you to the morgue. Do you think you'd get more crime fighting done if you didn't call ahead? Good manners simplify things a great deal, Miss Squirrel. And when they don't? Then, Ogre Smash! You are listening to the Red Panda Adventures from Decoder Ring Theater. Your address for adventure, mystery, and comedy. All right, let's get this over with. I've got a newspaper to get out. That's a nice sort of reception. You're the editor of the classic? That's right. And I don't mean to be rude, miss, but out-of-town superheroes aren't exactly news in the Big Apple. Though you look like you could play the big bad city if you took a mind to. I'm uh, going to take that as a compliment, mostly because I don't have time to slap you silly right now. <laughs> Lucky me. My secretary said you're working on the Brett Boyle murder. Sounds like a waste of time. You don't want to see his murder solved? I thought it was solved. Tomorrow kills Boyle to protect his secrets. Brett Boyle was due to expose Tom two days after the murder? That's right. Another few hours, and we'd have had this article in hand. What a scoop that would have been. You must have sold quite a few papers in the lead-up. We did all right. Boyle's been campaigning pretty hard against the Justice Union and the city's other masked heroes. Did you agree with him? No. Then why'd you print it? Because nobody else was. The classic can't afford the editorial high ground, lady. Every other paper in town says hooray for heroes, but not everybody out there agrees. A hack rag like the classic can pick up a few new readers by shaking the trees. And a few readers here and there is all that stands between us and a padlock on the door. Brett Boyle understood that. Yeah. I've been reading his old articles. He also had some pretty interesting things to say about what's going on in Europe. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. He's practically a cheerleader for the Nazis. Yeah, so he's pretty far out there. We've got other guys on staff writing the exact opposite. We don't try and make up anybody's mind for them. Convenient. And then so. Are we about done here? Not quite. Boyle announced that he knew Tom Tomorrow's secret, what, a week before he died? Something like that. You never asked? Asked what? You stuck your neck out pretty far in your papers, too. I would think you'd want to be sure that Boyle had the goods before you ran that first story. So I'll ask you again. You never asked? I asked. He told me to go to Blazes. And you ran the story anyway? If Boyle hadn't had the goods, he'd have been finished as a newspaper man in this town, and he knew it. But a big story like this could have been his ticket out of the classic and into a decent paycheck. There was no way he'd risk his secret leaking early. And you trusted him. Of all the motivations in the world, desperation is a pretty easy one to understand. Boyle'd have trouble landing with a better paper. His work in the last year had him labeled as the president of the Adolf Hitler fan club, and there are plenty of folks around that doesn't sit well with. But if he pulled off a coup like this, it would have been bigger and better things for him for sure. Bigger and better. Look, Boyle had a job, but by the skin of his teeth. And he wasn't a kid anymore. Things are bad out there, and they're getting worse. This was a break. It was worth a lot to him. Think it was worth dying for? Brett did. Maybe tomorrow did, too. Maybe you're right. You need anything else? No. You mind if I keep reading his clippings? 
You promise me a tip-off when this business goes down and you can stay all night if you like. Those justice union types don't grace us with much to print. I'll see what I can do. Uh-huh. I'll just hold my breath then, shall I? Hey! What is it? Did Boyle ever mention in his stories that no one else on the paper knew Tom's secret? What? Did you print that? No, why would we? We're trying to milk this for all it's worth. If the man in the street knows that we don't know more than he does, he can spend his money somewhere else. So most people probably assumed what I did, that the rest of the classic staff knew, or some of them, or at least you. So what? So, if Tom tomorrow had really killed a man to protect his secret identity, don't you think he would come after you next? This is taking too long. Patience, Red Panda. There are procedures to be followed, even here. It's been half an hour since you walked in here and flashed that ridiculous badge, and I haven't seen Brett Boyle's corpse yet. I'm sure there is a perfectly logical explanation for why they're making us wait. And you're not curious what that reason might be? No. Why ridiculous? What? The badges. They were issued to the Justice Union by the mayor's office. Why do you call them ridiculous? You're what, 300 pounds, 350? You're something of a unique shade of gray. How much more identification do you need? Hmm. It's an interesting point. This is taking too long. There's nothing to be done but wait. Is that a fact? Where are you going? To show you how you do this without a badge. Hey, you're not allowed back here. We're here for Brett Boyle. You can't just barge in here. Red Panda, I must protest. Where is Boyle's body? Uh, Put me down. Starting to lose my patience. Stop him. Do something. Oh, he's... he's a loose cannon. You'd better play ball for your own good. Are you really playing good cop, bad cop? Well, I thought I might try it. Put me down! I think it works better if you don't draw attention to it. Duly noted. Boyle's body. Now! He... he isn't here. Isn't here? His family came and signed him out. Boyle had no family. Everybody's got family somewhere. I want a name! That's confidential! This is an active investigation. You are required to cooperate. Not without a warrant. Very well. Not so fast. What? He's stalling. They wouldn't have kept us waiting if there wasn't something else going on. What are you going to do? This. My mind is in your mind. No. No. This is highly irregular. Now. Who signed out Brett Boyle's body? No. No one. Then where is it? We... we don't know. Please, I I could lose my job. You lost the body? How is this possible? It isn't. I swear, no one could get a body out of here unseen. He was in cold storage. Show me. This way, through here. There, you see, nothing. When did you last see it? Maybe an hour ago, maybe less. How could anyone get a body past all those people? It's interesting, isn't it? Here, Ogre. Press the central switch on this radio ring and get the flying squirrel on the line. I've got to test a theory, and we don't have much time. There you are, sir. Your flight will be boarding shortly. You depart in less than an hour. Yes, thank you. We hope you have a pleasant voyage, and we look forward to seeing you on your return. Thank you, but I'm afraid this trip is strictly one way. It certainly is. Directly to jail. Look! It's Danger Team! And the Ogre! Stay right there. 
I arrest you in the name of the Justice Union, Brett Boyle. Brett Boyle? I thought he was dead! That's just what he wanted everyone to think. You took a big risk, Boyle. No doubt you expected an equally large reward from your masters. I don't know what you're talking about. Your articles in support of the German regime began at the same time as regular deposits began to appear in your account. When you started your campaign against the Justice Union, the payments tripled. It isn't hard to see who's been pulling your strings. You can't prove where that money came from. We don't have to, Boyle. What we can prove is that you went to considerable trouble to turn a hero into a fugitive for the murder of a man who is very much alive. And who has a one-way ticket to Germany in his pocket even as we speak. A trip we will be forced to delay for some 20 years with good behavior. No! Curse you! Curse you all! Hooray for the Justice Union! Well, hello. Hiya. You're looking more like yourself. Thanks to you and your boss. I expected to see him. Mm, He's not big on goodbyes. He's not big on hellos either. There is that. I don't know how you stand him sometimes. Mm, There are fringe benefits, I shan't elaborate. That might be best. I've got to hand it to the both of you. Boyle's plan was so perfect. I was standing right there when he shattered that tiny vial against his chest, and even I didn't see it. Even I could have sworn his burns came from an energy weapon. If it's any consolation, it almost certainly wasn't Boyle's plan. Whatever was in that vial, it not only killed Boyle, but it brought him back, too. Then he was dead. Very dead. They autopsied him and everything. Bits out and all the things that you do. How is that possible? Would you believe me if I said it was magic? Magic? Well, a fusion of dark magic and science, which narrows it down to one particularly nasty Nazi, which fit perfectly with what I'd learned about Boyle's second job as a Nazi propaganda man. But how did you... There's a few tricks we like to keep as far up our sleeves as possible, Tom. Detecting residual magic emissions is one of them. Another good reason for letting the Union take the credit. Saving something for a rainy day. And it is going to rain, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. That's why I'm here in your time. Five hundred years doesn't make for perfect history. Our records of your time are as spotty as yours are of the 15th century. But one thing is for sure... Great darkness is descending on mankind, one from which humanity will be lucky to escape. I came back to make my stand with the forces of light. Doesn't that... I mean... I hate time travel. I understand. But for reasons of my own, I became convinced that a figure in the ancient legends was... Well, me. Which meant I wasn't really altering my own history... Just fulfilling my destiny. And it means I have a role to play in what's to come. And if Von Schlitz or his master suspected that might be the case, that'd be a good enough reason to get you out of the picture. It might be simpler than that. Turning America against her masked heroes might just have been a natural extension of Boyle's mission. Cast the seeds of doubt. Leave the country divided and weaker. Less able to intervene until it is too late. Brother, I think I'll stick to beating up purse snatchers if it's all the same. Well, I hope you get to do just that. I must say, 
I'm surprised to have got through this without large portions of my memory being erased. Oh, yeah. He wanted me to mention sock puppets. Why? A post-hypnotic key phrase. I think you'll find that large portions of your memory have been erased. No hard feelings. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, episode 53, Murder Wears a Mask, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Joel Boostma, Christopher Mott, Julie Cogger, Kevin Robinson, Stephen Burley, Chris Cuthill, Hans Messerschmidt, Clarissa Denetherlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallwake, We're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020.